This is Masters Cast, the first He-Man and She-Ra podcast, episode number six for November twenty seventh, two thousand five. <laughs> that was really bad. Thank you for tuning in to another riveting edition of Master's Cast. I am John Callis, also known as The Shadow. I'm Josh DeLioncourt, also known as Lioncourt. And I'm Katie Cartier, also known as Rainbow Bright. And we should mention Josh is live with us again. Unlike last last week, he was pre-recorded. I was dead. Glad to have you back. As opposed to being live. Yeah. And we will fix a little editing flub we had on the on last week's uh, episode soon but uh last week new adventures of he-man was our topic i think we covered that uh as best as we could and we got some voicemails about the new adventures of he-man so i'd like to play those now for you all hi guys it's Eamon here aka pigboy on he-man.org just wanted to say that i'm sitting back here and get a cup of tea and a kick cat and enjoy listening to your blogs and stuff it's really nice to have people sitting around talking about he-man and uh, I believe the next episode you guys are talking about uh, the new adventures of He-Man. Well, all I can say is that He-Man and Blue Spandex is never a good idea, but I know it's got its fans, and I'll be interested to see what you guys have got to say, good or bad. You guys take care, and I'm looking forward to hearing you. See ya. Bye. Hey, John, Katie, and Josh. Um, this week's episode was really great. I think you guys did a wonderful analysis of the new adventures of He-Man, and you were very fair to a not-so-great Masters of the Universe variant that we were all subjected to as children. Hey, this is Jeremy Mossman to all you people that care. But, uh, yeah, just throwing my input to the new adventures of He-Man. Very pleased with the quality of the show. I think it's probably one of the greatest He-Mans there is today. I don't care if he's in space in the future. Um, blue long tights are awesome. And Skeletor with facial expressions is more than welcome in my book. Hey guys, this is S.A. He-Man from the chat. Just dropping a line about what I think about new adventures. I think even though it's a far departure from the original Masters of the Universe series, it's got its own merits and viewed in light that it's, you know, a separate thing and it's not an official continuation by the same crew and everything. It's a really good series from the little I've seen of it. And I like how they dropped the little, um, you know, homages to the old series with, like, Tila showing up and the first episode taking place on Eternia and Adam revealing to his parents that he was He-Man. Thank you for sending in those voicemails. We're always very appreciative. You can just go to masterscast.com, click on submit your voice, and find out how to do that very easy. We'd love, love to hear from you. Now, last week, as we mentioned, Josh was not live. He was pre-recorded, and I had to edit him into the New Adventures podcast. And for some odd reason, I, who am always perfect, mind you, (laughs) had an editing flub in which I inserted the wrong piece of josh's commentary if you will into the podcast so you got him talking about the mini comic and the 
general plot of the New Adventures cartoon twice, instead of hearing his opinion on the voice acting and voices in the New Adventures of He-Man. So just to give Josh some vindication and he can get his point across, I will play you his pre-recorded segment right now from last week before we get into this week's topic. Thank you, Shadow. Happy to deliver both sides of the story. Again, I have to point out, um, with the New Adventures cartoon, I am not at all a fan of the voice acting in this show, particularly Skeletor. Um, Nothing against the actors. I'm sure they're marvelous, uh, but they were certainly not giving it their all um, in this series. One thing that uh, does cause me to be uh, a little less judgmental on the actors themselves was, of course, that He-Man is being voiced here by... Gary Chalk, who later went on to voice Man-at-Arms in the Mike Young Productions uh, Masters of the Universe um, from 2002. He was marvelous as Man-at-Arms and just absolutely terrible as He-Man. I didn't like the way he sounded, didn't like the way he portrayed the character, and uh, but nothing, nothing is as bad as the new adventures Skeletor, who uh, was just absolutely terrible. Um, he does not at all embody any of the incarnations of Skeletor that we had seen previously. And I'm not um, totally, you know, I'm not one of these elitists. So it has to be Alan Oppenheimer or it's no good. Alan Oppenheimer was fantastic as Skeletor, but I was perfectly fine with Frank Langella in the live-action movie. I loved the, uh, some of the ways that he was portrayed in some of the audio storybook adventures. Um, some of those ways were, were very good. So I'm, I'm definitely not one who, you know, oh, it's Alan Oppenheimer, so it must not be good. Uh, in the new adventure, Skeletor comes across as... Instead of this, you know, ultimate evil skull-faced villain, um, the voice is very, very human-sounding. Um, you know, right down to, you know, you hear a little bit of the uh, the lip smacking and the 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 saliva in his mouth. <laughs> you know, not to be too graphic or anything, but it's really um it's really quite um apparent that he is being voiced by a human actor much more so i think than a lot of the other much more so than a lot of the other uh incarnations of skeletor previously and there's just no way for me to coincide the skeletor that uh that we know from the other incarnations of masters with this much more human, much more goofy one. Um, and his laugh is just painful to listen to. Whereas, uh, in the classic filmation cartoon, Skeletor has a, a much, uh, you know, a very well known, very well loved laugh, um, like it or not. It was very characteristic, um, we don't get anything nearly that memorable from the laugh of Skeletor. Also not a fan of how the sorceress is played in the new adventures. She is completely uh, wrong as far as I'm concerned. Um, and uh, not acted well. 
not voiced well. The voice does not match um, what I think the character of the sorceress should be. She sounds like, you know, uh, one of these uh, 40-something, you know, um, sitcom moms from the mid-1980s, which there's nothing against those, but those aren't the sorceress. And that's how she comes across to me. So there's Josh's comments, raw and exactly how he wanted them played out. He's very, very opinionative on those uh, new adventures of He-Man. But it's always good because that means the fan is involved with the series. Yes, and we also wanted to talk about the uh, Christmas special DVD release that's coming out soon, didn't we? Oh, yes, yes. Last last week we did mention that BCI will be releasing the He-Man and Shiva Christmas special here in the USA on December 6th. But I also got a voicemail, another uh, voicemail from Eamon, and he's going to tell you all about the Region 2 release overseas of the Christmas special. And I got to tell you, it has a different cover. And I have to say, I'm quite pleased with this cover. And do you want to know why, guys? Of course. That would be because Hordak, also known as the Man, is on the cover. <laughs> Yay! He's, he's the USA cover has a more festive Christmas type cover with a Christmas tree and everything. So I guess Hordak, you know, he never got the Christmas spirit into his soul in the Christmas special like Skeletor. But uh, the uh, UK release has Hordak on the cover. And what is he doing on the cover? He's looking very ominous and evil. Skeletor and, and Hordak are like faded into the sky. Sort of. And then He-Man and She-Ra are, are standing in the center. Very interesting. Very, uh, very cool. Very spacey looking uh, sky. Kind of like the opening of the Christmas special when the rocket is uh, flying around in space. So I have to say thank you for putting Hordak on the cover because he is dumb man. But I better play the voicemail. <laughs> so here you go. Hi guys, Eamon again, a.k.a. Pig Boy. Just forgot to say and a big shout out to all the UK fans that the He-Man and Shira Christmas special will be out on the 28th of November. You'll notice that it is before the U.S. And the cover is done by yours truly. So make sure all you He-Man fans in the U.K. out there, and all around Europe, actually, go buy this sucker. It's got all the cool extras, the same as the BCI release. doesn't have the art cards, but hey, what are you going to do? Some of you guys that I hear don't even like the art cards. I quite like them myself, but we'll see. Uh, so there you go. Make sure you go out and buy it. 28th of November, Peter RB Square. See ya. Bye. All right, so everyone overseas better be picking up the Christmas special as well. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, there's one other Christmas special news. For all listeners, you must do this. On November 28th, which is Monday, we're having a everyone go buy the Christmas special DVD on Amazon.com day. And why would we do this? Because... All right, and the reason we will do this is because Amazon has wonderful things called DVD rankings, and we want to get the Christmas special a great ranking, don't we? What do you think, guys? Yeah, we definitely do. So that like gives it more exposure, I'm assuming. Yeah, because it could, we, you know, it could theoretically make it into the top twenty or something like that. Sweet. So in any case, uh, fellow fan Tall Star from the HeMan.org message boards has put this together. So on November twenty eighth at 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 8 a.m. Alaska Time, 7 a.m. Hawaii Time, and noon <laughs> Eastern Time. Go to Amazon.com and buy the Christmas special on DVD. The price is great. It was. It's not that expensive on on Amazon, and I I do a lot of shopping on Amazon myself. 
So I will be happy to order multiple copies on that day to support our wonderful Christmas special. Of course, this is not a show about the Christmas special today, and uh, Katie will tell you what we're talking about today. Well, today we are going to be talking about the music of He-Man and She-Ra, since there is a good bit of it. Um, not that it was a musical show by any chance, like the Chipmunks or something, but there was a fair bit of music, so we're going to talk about it. I love the music. The end. <laughs> I love the music as well. Ep- end of the epilogue. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was easy. We all agree. No. Well, since, uh, Josh, you're the composer of the group, why don't you give us a little insight on that Filmation music from your perspective? Well, Filmation music is obviously going to be the music that uh, most of the fans are familiar with. It's not the only musical aspect, and we can get into some other ones in a little bit. But on the Filmation show, um, the music, especially for the day, was actually very highly well-produced um, for a cartoon series in the early 1980s. Um, obviously, uh, because of the budget and the the time period, it's heavily synthesized, but they used really excellent, excellent uh, samples of various instruments and things. Um, you get a real um, larger-than-life fantasy type uh, feel to the vast majority of the music, and uh, it was extremely well-written, very catchy, very memorable, and... Uh, uh, a funny little story, even with uh, non-fans, a lot of the music has stuck. Back in 2001, I was it was actually the night before I was heading off to the Comic-Con for the unveiling of the 2000 Masters line. I played a gig at the Chamber of Commerce in Fullerton, California. Uh, I was just playing uh, piano for a uh, dinner event that they were having, and was going through a, a repertoire of a lot of different uh, pop songs and different things and was running out of things to play because I was playing for a lot longer than I had expected to be playing. And uh, about 90 minutes into the show, I broke out into the uh, original He-Man theme from the Filmation cartoon. And there were these three or four uh, business executive guys in their mid-twenties who, all in unison, as I began to play it, recognized what I was playing and raised their arms up as if they were doing the By the Power of Grayskull stance and brought their swords back down <laughs> to the I Have the Power one. So That's that was awesome. a lot of fun. That's great. I don't, so, I don't remember you ever mentioning that before. Uh, I may not have because I didn't know you very well at the time. That was before you and I really got to know each other well. Um, but and it was then he a great, got to know uh, who I was, and his life was changed. <laughs> Such more. That's right. Happiness. You have had an inestimable impact on my life, <laughs> as has the music of Masters. Um, in fact, every once in a while, you'll hear influences of uh, Masters music in a lot of my work. Um, I'm a songwriter, as I think I've probably mentioned on here before. And uh, one of the things that they did with some of the tracks through the series was uh, an interesting combination of, certainly not unique, but an interesting combination of orchestral music um, with sort of a pop backbeat or rock backbeat, like the main theme and things. And that has infiltrated into a lot of uh, the music that I've written as well. I'm very enthusiastic myself over the music. I I can't think of... And I know, oh, piss is going to tick people off too, but I can't think of any, you know, cartoon 
that's had such a great background music that you can just play now and just listen to and enjoy. Like I like I love cartoon theme songs, even if I if I might hate the show. <laughs> I like its cartoon theme song usually, but I don't know. These other shows don't really have a soundtrack like Masters Universe and Princess of Power received. Yeah, I'd have to go back and watch some of the other series to be sure of that. I know Rainbow Bright has some, but it's not near as varied. Uh, He-Man had several, I guess you could call them, I don't know what you would call them actually. You know, for different scenes, they would have different music. Like when you're going to the Royal Palace, it would play a specific mm-hmm. theme. If you if Orko's on the screen, you're hearing a different piece of music. Um, with Rainbow Bright, it was more like, you know, if you're around the good guys, you'll hear this. If you're around the bad guys, you'll hear that. So it wasn't near as varied. I think He-Man had a lot of varied music that all of was memorable. Wait, 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 let me say that again. All of which was memorable. And once we added She-Ra and they continued with the, the same um, composers, we got, you know, twice as much music. So, it, I mean, that was just great. Some of which infiltrated into the Masters uh, series before She-Ra even started. The last part of the second season, we hear a lot of the new music that they were working on for the She-Ra series. Yeah, they since the production times would have about crossed about then. So, and again, it gives it a nice, nice connection. Spin-off and, you know, first show. Spin-off E, whatever it would be called. <laughs> <laughs> I love the music. Um in the in the nostalgic sense, like when I hear, not necessarily watching one of the original episodes, it's more I guess the way I remember things sense wise, auditory sticks with me more than visual. So when I hear the music, it just brings back the feeling of you know being a child and watching it back then more than just watching it does. And auditory definitely thing. sticks with me more as well. <laughs> I would imagine so. <laughs> Now, because He-Man and She-Ra are so cool, we also got songs in which people sang. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, how many are there? I can think of two. I can are think, there more than that? I can think of uh, three. Well, no. Well, see, it's hard because Bo sang some songs. Right. One being God-awfully bad <laughs> in an episode called Play it again, Bo, in which you would never want him to play that song again. <laughs> Let me tell you that. So if you haven't seen that episode in a while, pop in the old VHS tape and experience that wonderful musical romp. But he also plays a, an attorney in Christmas Carol in the Christmas special as well. Yeah, a lot of people don't like it. I like the Christmas song. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I snapped Not my bad. fingers to that. <laughs> and then there's my favorite, of course, from Driel's Return. Oh, yes. The Horn of Evil song. Yes. Which is very reminiscent of the Orko theme. Yeah. But I guess it would be since it's Driel and she's also a trolling. Uh, but yeah, I just love that one. Every time I hear it, it puts me in a good mood. And then we have the number one pop radio smash hit. Of course, I lie. But that would be the I Have the Power song which was the theme song to the Secret of the Sword She-Ra origin movie. And also played during the end credits of every She-Ra episode. Yes. And it was sung by Erica Scheimer. And his I'm blanking on his name, but he also sang the Heathcliff theme song. 
So I think we mentioned that Heathcliff connection before. Yeah, I really like that. But in any case, I always like that song. It's very, you know, happy, poppy, 80s sound. Mm -hmm. Which goes well for us who were born in the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) So now we did cover the New Adventures music in the last episode. So we'll just kind of glaze over that it was very spacey it was done by the same people that did the filmation music any other additional thoughts just that unfortunately it wasn't quite as good as the uh classics it was not not uh nearly as bad as other aspects of that show but the music uh, was probably its strongest point it just wasn't Which isn't very memorable. A lot. Yeah, it's not saying a lot, but it just wasn't very memorable to me. Like, I mean, I've I've only seen the three episodes, and I've only seen them once, but I can't remember a note of music from that. And <laughs> yeah, and nor can I, and that's really unusual for me, actually. Mm-hmm. All so. right, before the new adventures, but after Shira, we had the most powerful movie in the universe. And that would be the Masters of the Universe live action movie, which had an entire score written by Bill Conti. That was actually a very uh, well done score. And there's uh, some fans that enjoyed it, some that didn't. I thought it was actually uh, very fitting for what the film was. It was very fantasy film sounding, especially for the day. And uh, particularly the main theme was very memorable. And the rest of the incidental music throughout the film was, was well written and fit the movie very well. A lot of people will say it, it kind of sounds up sounds like some type of mix between Star Wars and the Superman movie music, which I don't know. I guess I can see and then again I can't. But anytime I'd play this for, for someone else, like my dad, he would say, is that Superman? And like, no, that's Masters of the Universe. It's even better. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's that's what you get. But like you said, I love I love the main the main title. I love the whole the music that is played when the cosmic key is opened up which I believe is on the soundtrack under the Good Journey track. And then I also like the track called The Power of Grayskull. I didn't realize there was a soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I've actually never been able to find a copy of the soundtrack on CD. I've been looking for years. Um, I saw it once at a store and didn't buy it and have regretted it ever since. I don't know what we're going to do with you when you see these things and you don't buy them. Well, I don't have money sometimes. That's a big issue. Well, we don't want to advocate stealing, so I guess there's no more I can say on that. Right. He-Man would not advocate stealing. Hordak on the other... No, sorry. All right. Skeletor as well. But I really like the score. They actually got Bill Conti. He was He was really, you know, in demand at the time. He had just done Rocky and stuff like that, so... I guess some people were disappointed with the music. I would have liked maybe uh, a hint of the cartoon theme or something in one of the tracks, but what can you do? Yeah, I agree. Well, one thing that we should point out, the the cartoon music was good enough that if we recorded with a a full-on movie-type orchestra, Mm -hmm. it would would have held up well in a film like that. I I agree. It would definitely have to kind of be changed a little, like you said, full-on orchestra and everything. Right. So you don't have that cartoony feel, if you will. Right. But I agree. But it was written well enough that it could have it could have uh, held up against that sort of test. And if we do get 
a new live action movie, as the rumors state. Then I will write the music for it. <laughs> <laughs> and will you use influences uh, from the filmation cartoon like I would? Like I you to will do? indeed. Very good. Do better. If they can't get you, I, I wouldn't mind them getting Bill Conti again. I wouldn't. I'll say it out loud. <laughs> so throw tomatoes at me if you want, people. <laughs> Ending our media journey, well, cartoon media, that is, is the Mike Young Productions show that was on Cartoon Network. Had a soundtrack, too. Well, not a soundtrack, but it had... <laughs> Music written by Joseph uh, Loduca, who did, and I hope I pronounced his name right, but he did like Army of Darkness and things from Xena and Hercules, I believe. So they got him to do that music. So opinions. I actually, unlike a lot of the fans, I actually really enjoyed the music from the 2000s series. Um, some of it was memorable. Some of it wasn't. But um, it was very fitting for the series. It was much darker, much um, grander, very... Um, very similar to what you find in a fantasy film rather than a cartoon, and I actually thoroughly enjoyed the music from the new series. I was again uh, oh. not very memorable. Sorry, Shadow. <laughs> it's okay. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, not very memorable for me. And again, I only saw a handful of episodes back when it was on, so it's been a while. But it just didn't stick with me like the original did. I like the music. I especially like the the first. That, well, the theme they did. I love the theme song. That would be my first favorite. Second favorite would be the theme song for Masters of the Universe versus the Snake Men. I put these on my car CDs, mixed tapes, if you will, and play them in the in the car. So you might have, say, a Green Day song, and then it goes into the He-Man theme song from the Mike Young Show. Now, <laughs> I do this because that theme is awesome, and I wish I had it in an instrumental. And Mike Young Productions, being the nice people that they are, did not give me the instrumental of the theme song during the ending credits, as I would have hoped to have. But I digress. I also liked the music in it. I would say I liked 50% of the music in it. Some of it was boring to me, but then a lot of it was, and I really liked the theme they played in the first episode when the King or Captain Randor is walking to the Hall of Wisdom. That was great music. Right, that music is also um, used at the beginning intro of the... World of He-Man video, which was sold at Walmart stores with the figures. Did you have to remind um, me of that video? That video's got the um, the sort of introduction to each of the characters, and it's got the like the beginning intro, like the filmation one, where it doesn't get cut off. Oh no, no, no! I said, do you really have to remind me about that? Video? Oh, oh! I thought you said you'd have to remind me. Okay. Well, I want to know because I've never heard of it before. <laughs> I actually really like that video and uh, love the fact that at the beginning we get the full intro, which we did not during the cartoon series. The music that you were just referring to at the beginning of the beginning mm -hmm. um, is used at the beginning of the World of He-Man video before Adam starts his little "I am Adam, Prince of Eternia" speech. And also, there's a longer version of the of a different section of the main theme uh, for the series at the end of the uh, that video, uh, which is also very very well done. That's and, the only uh, yeah, part I liked about the video. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I love the, the ending when he was over top of the theme music, and he's like, "No matter how evil these forces may be, blah 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 blah." 
something like that. You know, as long as He-Man is here to protect the universe, something like that. I, I can't quote it, but I really like that part of the video. The rest of the video was <laughs> highly boring to me, and I thought even for a child, it was highly boring and poorly written. But I'm not going to get into that. We'll get into that on the Mike Young production show that we will do shortly. Because I got lots of opinions on that, and I know you do too. <laughs> Definitely. So there's another aspect of the music that we haven't covered yet. Do tell. Which we talked about a little bit in the episode that you and I did, but the music for oh, the which I will I would like to note that 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 episode. Josh and I recorded an episode when Katie was sadly not able to attend because of the hurricane. Nasty little hurricanes ruining Master's Bad. cast. Bad. Yeah. We recorded an episode and we will insert that on one of the holidays or something as a as a bonus episode once I re-edit it. Because it was actually fully edited for one of the weeks that we didn't air a Master's cast. But then my editing program crashed and it's supposed to be able to recover and it didn't. So I have to oh. re-edit it and I'm editing the current ones and I didn't have time. But anyway, go ahead, Josh. I'm sorry. I just went off on a tangent. That's perfectly okay. Um, the storybooks, um, the read-along records and tapes had uh, some music with them as well. Uh, we talked about that a little bit during that episode that we've got pre-recorded ready to go. Um, and a lot of that music was actually pretty well done, particularly in the the 40-minute um, long uh story that was uh, produced on LP record and cassette and that even included a theme song a very well recorded and decently written theme song uh complete with vocalists and uh and the whole nine yards so some of that music was uh, also very very well done masters has been very lucky overall over the years to have some really really well done music written for it oh i i completely agree we, we're blessed, I think. We're getting spectacular-looking and sounding DVDs that already have great voice acting, memorable stock animation, great music. What more could, could we ask? How could someone not say that He-Man and She-Ra are the greatest cartoons to come out of the 1980s? Absolutely. We also, just as a quick note, this will be covered in the audio adventures episode because for some reason we included these in that and i don't remember why but it fits because it's all audio there are also some songs for he-man and she-ra that you have a song songs in france for about he-man and you have one about she-ra there's also a uh this in um <clears throat> excuse me in spanish they have a theme song the he-man theme song but with lyrics so for all you Spanish-speaking people out there can sing along, I can't, or I would not <laughs> understand it. But I do understand the French one, so kudos to me. But uh, <laughs> we also have a She-Ra song sung by Shusha. And if you remember, she, she was in America briefly. She had her own children's television show. But I'm sure she was much, much more popular overseas and decided to sing a song about our good friend uh, She-Ra. And she mentions uh, Foxy Adora in it, but... Uh, she doesn't call her Foxy Adora. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I was writing the song. <laughs> Have either of you listened to any of the German He-Man radio tapes? I no. have. Yes. I I do think I've have, heard one or two. Do they have any music? I'm assuming. Yes. They do. Yeah, they do have some music, and 
it's it's well recorded, well done, not particularly memorable in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but it's not bad by any stretch. Yeah, I I remember liking it. I think it's I've got one or two packed away somewhere that I think I started listening to, but it's just again it's been a while. I couldn't quite remember it. But I know that the they they made, they made the same type thing for Rainbow Bright actually a fair few of them, and it had its own theme song, which actually was very well done. So I was assuming the He-Man probably had about the same thing. Here's a little debate I'd like to bring up. I've always told Josh that I wished He-Man and She-Ra had a theme song with lyrics, as in, okay, you can still have the opening where they're like, I am Adam or I am Adora, He-Man's twin sister. But Mm -hmm. perhaps at the end, well, I guess She-Ra kind of has this with the whole, you know, I have the power song. But I'm talking like He-Man song lyrics, lyrics about He-Man, such as a DuckTales theme song or something that's talking about what the show is about. I want one of those. Do you guys My want name one of those? is Adam, Prince of Eternia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Not like Just that. Just say no. <laughs> <laughs> Just say no. No, actually, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of pop music. I write music. I write lyrics. I love doing that. I love music. I but I take my fantasy properties, you know, even the Masters and Princess of Power and all of these things. I take them seriously, and to me, that would completely undermine the the seriousness, the serious side of Masters, which I like. I don't really, I'm not a big fan of lyrics in theme songs of any television series. There are very few exceptions to that, you know, rule for me. There's there's a handful of them, but most of the time, I would much rather have an instrumental, a good, memorable instrumental theme, uh, rather than one with lyrics. See, I'm with Shadow. I like something I can actually sing. And with He-Man, all you can do is kind of hum it or play it on an instrument. Um, I mean, if I wouldn't want them to go back and make one now and superimpose it on the old show. But if they had done that from the beginning, I think that would have been kind of cool. But at the same time... I can see where you're coming for coming from, Josh. Uh, and I like I like the way they did it. Um, it's still definitely very memorable, but I kind of like the ones you can sing to. Thanks again for listening to Masters Cast, your He-Man and She-Ra podcast to the stars. I am John Callis, also known as The Shadow. I am Josh DeLioncourt, also known as Lioncourt. And I am Katie Carty, also known as Rainbow Break. Good, Good journey. Good journey. This is Mastercast, the first He-Man and She-Ra podcast.